our So Called Life podcast. I'm Leona. This is Aaron. And our second episode is The One with Aaron. So every, the next two episodes will be about each one of us. Today's will be Aaron's and our next episode three will be about me. So Aaron, take it away. Oi. What is, what, what about me? I don't, I, uh, I, I'm a cancer. <laughs> um, I'm allergic to chocolate. I, um, I am obsessed with like, right now, uh, TV shows. Like I have three TV shows that I just watch in rotation over and over again. Um, which I thought was totally normal and then, I've realized now that I've started getting on TikTok that, like, there's a a dysfunction for everything that you do that you think is normally, like, I'm like, oh, I've watched Shit's Creek, like, 12 times from start to finish, and I don't think anything of it. I'm like, I just really like that show. And then the other night I was watching TikTok, and they were like, there was this lady, and she was like, do you find yourself watching the same TV show over and over again? And I was like, yes. She was like, that's a coping mechanism, because you feel out of control and chaotic, and so you just go back to things that you know oh, are yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, I feel like we've, I, I, mean, I feel like I've known that, though. I mean, I you know, know like, Friends, Friends is, like, used to be my thing, you know, I used to watch it all the time. Shows over and over again, but I didn't right. doing it because I'm stressed out and it right. feels comfortable. Like, yeah, I know, I know what's coming. therapy session? Yeah. God. Like, you but know what's coming next. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. So, yes, my three favorite shows are Sis Creek, Gilmore Girls, and 90210. Um, although I did rewatch 90210 recently from start to finish. And New? New 90210 or old 90210? Like original OG? OG. Walsh, Luke Perry, 90210s. And honestly, it was cringy and kind of gross and did not age well. Age well. (laughs) Yeah. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, do we think that Brandon was the good guy? Because he's toxic as fuck. Like, ah. So, yeah. It it was not great. Um, I felt the same way. I just rewatched, like, One Tree Hill, and I felt the same thing with that. I was like, what is happening on this show? Like, why were we watching this? So, um, but, yes, I have a – I work at AV Federal Credit Union. I love my job. I have a dream job. I have a dream boss. I am divorced uh, with two kids, and uh, my – ex-husband just recently had a baby and I adore that baby and even though I'm not any way related to her I find nothing but joy in spending an astronomical amount of money on baby clothes and toys uh and yeah I have three sisters I've lived here my whole life so that's different from Leona because she did not grow up here but I literally was born in Fairfax County in Wilbury, Long um, and, uh, my parents are still married and I have two dogs. Yeah, I, my life is really boring. I go to bed at like 8.45, 9 o'clock. I'm so boring. I drink too um, much. So I, what's it about Shit's Creek that you keep, like, who's your favorite character of Shit's Creek? Oh, who isn't my favorite character? Um, I... I like them all for different reasons. Like, I want to be David because I think he's just so hilarious. And I love that he just does not care about anything. But I also really like Alexis because I just love that she just owns who she is entirely. 
Um, but I also love Moira because she's just out there and does not care how she comes across to people or what she says. Interestingly enough, um, I was late to the Shitsuke Creek party. Like everybody had already watched it. Like I didn't find it till like way after the pandemic when everybody was like watching TV for the pandemic. I was actually working. So it was like after the pandemic that I found it. And uh, the reason I started watching it was because I had probably close to 12 or 13 people over the course of like three years at different times. They would be like, Oh, have you watched Shit's Creek? And I'd be like, no. And they'd be like, cause you're Stevie. Like you are Stevie. Like that is you. And I was like, I don't know who this person is. And then I watched it and I was like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> so yeah, I love all of them, but I do find like, I think what I love about the whole show, which is probably why I watch it when I'm stressed out is that there's no negativity or hostility on that show at all. Like it's such a peaceful place like nobody's even even in any fights like there there's not one episode where there's like any real turmoil it's all just like really funny scenarios and like conversations and i like if i could draw out a perfect world like that would be the world you live in shit's creek (laughs) i would live in shit's creek i like the evolution of the characters though like if you watch from the front from the very first season and so i think would they go like six seasons um, if you go to the end of the season, you're like, wow, as much as Alexis still seems a little yeah. <laughs> Alexis, <laughs> she came a long way. I mean, they all did. So that was a good. They all did. The other thing that I thought was funny was, I was actually just saying to my mom last night, um, David's character and Alexis, they nailed that sibling relationship so well. Like they didn't over exaggerate it. They did not under exaggerated but like every scene i can actually see my sisters and i having that conversation (laughs) like one of us doing that to another person like it's the subtle ways that they like dig at each other but they also like low-key really love each other and support each other like you have a brother like you know what that's like i i feel like they nailed that so well yeah it was good to see when one was down the other was helpful and but they all go out of their way to like throw each other on the front. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay. I, I just remember like that first episode kind of got it when they were arguing about who was going to stay by the door. Who's yes. going to sleep by the door? Then you get kidnapped first. <laughs> oh my God. It is my favorite. Like that whole show is just like, it's so quotable. I, I use it all the time. My baby sister Renee and I, We'll spend hours just quoting that show back and forth to each other. Oh my god! Do you remember that day at work we did nothing but song lyrics all day? Uh, yes, yeah, song lyrics all day. It drove everybody crazy. That was the best day. I wonder how long it took people to realize that that's what we were doing. That's not what we were doing. <laughs> perfectly why Richardson probably felt completely uncomfortable. <laughs> we designed an entire day where we only responded in song lyrics and did not tell anybody. <laughs> At a work location. <laughs> I mean, it, I'm going to use air quotes around. I mean, it was work, but it wasn't like, you know, I mean, come on, stop it. <laughs> we weren't detonating bombs or anything. Like, <laughs> it was, it was very true. Although, sometimes I felt like we were. 
But you know, it was fine. <laughs> oh my god, so great. But I do wish that Alexis and Ted did stay together, and I know why they weren't, but I, it's still kind of <laughs> that for sure. Yeah, I didn't understand that whole thing. I was like, but it's just for six months, you know that thing. So, um, so you're from the area. I am. I grew up. What in here? Oh, um. So growing up, I, honest to God, I, I do feel like if I could do my whole life over again, that would be the one major change I would make. Is like right after high school, I would have left the area. I did not. I see, and uh, I think. I started my career at Navy Federal when I was 19. Oh, wow. So, like, it, it was young, but it was, like, a real career. So, like, once I did that, it was, like, okay. how do you have a freaking 401K? Like, I'm not leaving. Yeah. And then I ended up getting married, and I got married young at 24, and it was, like, all right, fine. And then my family was here. At that point, I'm the oldest of all my sisters, so all my sisters were still here at that time. So when my younger two sisters moved to Indiana, I was already having kids. So I wasn't going to just, you know, up and leave. And mm-hmm. But I am working on it now. Like, I am, you know, Maddie's going to be graduating in a year. And I've decided that I really am I'm done with the traffic. I'm done with all the BS and how expensive it is to be here. And I really need water. I need water in my life. <laughs> so um, my goal, which, you know, this is my goal. I don't know that it's actually going to happen. But uh, we can work from home now. We do have to go into the building one day a week. But I'm hoping in the next two years we can transition to fully working at home. But I do have a backup plan, even in case that doesn't happen. I, I My goal is to move down to the Outer Banks and, like, be there, which is only four hours away. So that's my plan is if they don't let me fully go work at home permanently, I'm only required to do four days a month in the office. So what I'll do then is just drive home every three weeks, stay with my parents, and go to work at the office, and then go back to the beach. You know, all this time I've lived here, I still haven't been to the Outer Banks. Oh, it's my happy place. Like, it's it's the only place I feel truly at peace. You guys go there every summer, right? Is it like every, every summer? summer? And I was devastated last summer. I literally broke my ankle, like, two weeks before we left and couldn't go. Ah. So I didn't even get to go, and I was super upset. So, yeah, it is... It's my, it is my happy place. Have you been I, looking around that area for, for places and stuff? Like, yeah, well, I've already got my house picked out. Like, I, oh. like, yeah, I am ready to go. And the crazy thing is, so I live in a townhouse in Woodbridge and I got really lucky. I bought my house during the pandemic. So the interest rates were really, really low. My, I, I bought my house in a time where because of the rent credit that, um, owners were getting or that renters were getting a lot of owners were dumping their places because they were no longer making money on them so the place that i bought had been a rental property for its entire existence oh wow it had been bought back in the 70s to be a rental property so it was pretty rundown and it's small so 
while my neighbors, like every house around me was worth like 315, 320, I ended up getting mine for 225. Nice. So, nice. and then I sunk a ton of money into it to make it livable. <laughs> <laughs> So, where are the owners at? Did the owners live local or no? The owners were this really sweet elderly couple in California oh. who, like, literally just couldn't do it anymore. So, yeah, they I ended up getting, like, a really good deal on it. So, yeah, I fixed everything up. And, I, I mean, I love my place. But, yeah, I can get an entire single-family home that's twice as big as this yeah. one in Grady, North Carolina, which is about – 45 minutes from OBX for like 190,000. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is laughable because it's crazy. Okay. You're looking at things. Yeah. It's crazy how expensive things are. So how did you find your house? Was like a so, realtor help you? I, this one that right here yeah. that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so my dad was a realtor at the time. He's retired now. Oh, that's right. So, I forgot about him. Yeah. He, I knew. So basically what happened was like I was in the, I was renting a place actually like two streets down from this one. We will not go into that story. (laughs) That was a shit show. We can, we can cover that one later, but, um, to sum it up for the audience, I did that stupid girl thing where I followed a guy, like I uprooted my whole life, followed a guy, guy left, stuck with the house. So anyways, I'm renting this place that I hate. And she was charging me $1,800 a month, which was normal um, for the time. And that place was big. It was like five, we, it was five bedrooms, like, yeah. so whatever, $1,800 a month was fine. And then the pandemic hit. And I was there and I had actually reached out to her and said, look, I know everybody's getting a rental break, but I don't need one because I actually have a full-time job. I'm working from home. Like, I don't want to take advantage of the situation which she seemed to appreciate. So we went on, I paid the $1,800 and then I got a letter in January of the following year that like right when my lease was coming up and she was like, Hey, I just want to see if you were going to stay. And I was, I was like, yeah, I'd like to like, you know, it's, I'm not looking to leave. And she's like, all right, well, I'm going to have to raise the rent. And now at first kind of irritated me. Cause I was like, wait a minute, everybody out there, like we're still mid pandemic. Like this was 2000 and, uh, 19. Yeah. No, no, 2020. 20. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is January of, um, 2021. 21? Yeah. Of 2021. And I was like, wait, what? Like, everybody out there is like not paying rent and I'm paying you rent and you're going to raise it. But I was like, okay, whatever. Like, thinking in my head, $50, $100, like, whatever, lady, it's fine. So then I get this letter that says she's raising it to 2100 from 1800 And I was like, uh, what? And I was like, how are you going to raise the rent by $400? Like, that's insane to me. So I basically called her, and I was like, absolutely not. Like, I'm not staying here. And then I just kind of frantically started looking for places. But that was at a time where interest rates were so crazy low that you could literally click on a house and then 20 minutes later, it was sold. Like, yeah. people were just buying up properties. And so I found this one on Realtor. We're not being sponsored, but Realtor.com, <laughs> like, Realtor.com app, which I love. Like, I still have it on my phone. And it's, like, my favorite thing to do is, like, look at properties. Mm-hmm. 
So I found this one because my kids wanted to stay in Woodbridge at that point. They wanted to stay within the school district that we were already in. So I knew I only had like a 15 mile radius. Mm -hmm. So I found this house. And to quote my older daughter, when we came to look at it, keep in mind, it had only ever been a rental property and it had been vacant for six months. So it smelled like a dead body. Okay, that smells like the carpets were filthy. The kitchen was like from the seventies. Like it looked like it, it did not look good. Mm-hmm. So my oldest was like, "No, I, I'm not living here." And I was like, "All right, well, we can keep looking, but like I can really, I can actually really afford this one. Like, mm-hmm. like I know tomorrow." Like, I can get this house. She was like, no, I want to keep looking. So we looked at a bunch of other places, and they were much nicer, but they were more expensive or way smaller. Yeah. So I kept coming back to this one and kept coming back to this one, and I was like, I just – I know people think I'm crazy, but I was like, I have a feeling. Like, I just have a feeling about this place. Like, I feel like this is my place. Mm -hmm. And I basically – was like, I'm going to put a bid on it and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, that'll be what happens. Like, I'm going to put a bid on it. If they come back and say no, then great, we move on. And I came back, and they came back and actually offered me less than <laughs> I had said. And then they, because I had said, oh, you have to replace the carpets, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, we're like 90, but we'll give it to you for uh, five thousand less, and we'll pay five thousand of your closing costs. Done. And I was like, I can't, I can't walk away from it at that point. Like, are you kidding me? Like, and thank God I didn't because I ended up getting like a three percent interest rate, which was insane. Like, you'll never get that now. And it was like, it was kind of like the stars aligned and like everything lined up, and it was perfect. And I was like, okay. Like, I have to do this. And I love it. I love my house. We've remodeled the kitchen. We've done the floors. We've done the windows. Like, every appliance has broken at this point and been replaced. Knock on wood. Nothing else. (laughs) Um, But the best part is, is uh, the lady that I was renting from that had tried to up her Mm. price to $2,100 couldn't even get somebody in there to look at the place because it was mid-pandemic. And then she ended up having to drop her rent to 1500 So she ended up losing oh, no. $300 a month. Like, if I had just stayed there, she would have been fine. But she ended up losing $300 a month. So that That's made me happy. Happens. That's what happens, though, right? When you try yeah. and... <laughs> yeah. when but you I try know, and... we're loving this place. And honestly, you know, after my divorce, you know, we moved three times in three years. and. Even married in the house that I was in, that house never felt like home to me. It always felt like I was living someone else's life. I was playing a role. Like, and then we did two rental properties. And then even that, that just felt very temporary. Like, you know, and then we got here and it was like the minute, even before we started fixing it up, even when it was just my stuff. Yeah and crazy ripped up stuff. The second I walked in here, I was like, this is home. Like this feels like home to me. And it does. It still does. Like it feels like home to me. And that's what I feel 
sometimes it's going to, it's hard. And I know property is just property, right? Some people have that in them where they can turn and burn all the yeah. stuff like, oh, I just find a house. I'll live in it. I'll work on it while I'm in it, get the equity up and then I'm going to sell it. But something about that first, right? It's going to hit. I mean, like it's for the better, you know, you're going to need to, to do that. But at the same time, it's like, oh, <laughs> it was the place where you, you found home. That's yeah. And they will definitely be like, and that's the thing is like, that's one of the things that I've been thinking about is like, okay, am I in a financial position that I could leave, get a house in North Carolina, but also keep this one and yeah. let Maddie stay here while she's in college? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'd, I'd probably need her to find some roommates and like yeah. contribute. My ideally, they would find enough roommates that like Maddie doesn't need to pay, you mm-hmm. know, but it would be nice if like she had a, like that she could stay here yeah. and then I could be down there. Can you imagine Can you- that dual property? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I will tell you when I bought this house, uh, the, I don't know what they call them. The guy that was closing all the guy, the guy that was sitting in front of me, handing me the documents to sign. Right. Uh, he was young. I mean, not older than me, but he was like in his late fifties, early sixties. And he was like, yeah, you're my last closing. And I was like, oh, for the day. And he's like, no, ever. And I was like, really? And I go, what do you, I go, you're retiring? And he goes, yeah. I was like, you seem really young to be able to retire. And he was like, well, he's like, I'm going to give you a little piece of unsolicited advice. And he was like, everybody always says, that the way to get ahead in life is to like invest your money, to save your money, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, it's all bullshit. He's like, do you want to win the game of life? He's like, it is monopoly. The game of life is a monopoly. He was like, Oh, buy up properties all over the place. Yeah. He's like that you cannot have enough. He's like, and that's what I did. He's like, I've, I have like 12 properties. And he's like, I'm just going to live off of the income for the rest of my life. And I was <laughs> like, that is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was always a horrible at Monopoly, so that's probably not going to be I was just going to say the same thing. I'm like, that doesn't give me any promise, though, because I was always the first one that went bankrupt. I was always the first one out because I was so excited for the different colors and not what they meant. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, my strategy for Monopoly was, like, I had to have the railroads because for some reason I really liked those. And then I had to have the pretty colors on the board like the which was stupid because they were not worth They're, any no there were the ones that were on the other corner that nobody ever stopped on like <laughs> with like the the rent was like three dollars yeah like <laughs> i'll buy a house but nobody else ever stays in it but i'm gonna act like i did something big on it like, like with a hotel it was still only 18 dollars for like, <laughs> like I, I didn't make any money no and i always went to jail oh yeah. Or I would always land on free parking when there was like nothing in nothing it. Nothing in it. <laughs> like where's so the tax money go? Free parking. Like it was literally free parking for me. Um, what was your favorite Monopoly piece? Like did you have to have the same one every time? The dog. Thank you. <laughs> the others are lame. Like who wants to be a wheelbarrow? Like what? <laughs> A shoe? No, I always had to have the dog. A shoe. Like, why? (laughs) A shoe. (laughs) The saddest piece ever. Was there anybody that was like, I'll take this? Like, I'm going to be a thimble. (laughs) 
And nowadays, like, if I played with my kids, they'd be like, what is that? What is that? <laughs> it doesn't translate well into the nowadays. The current Monopoly game has a fucking, it's credit card based. Yes, that breaks my little heart. Just, there is something really beautiful about having colorful money. And having the banker, because you know that person always allegedly won, but I'm like, I swear you stole money. That's why you won. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did not have that $500 orange bill, like, when I went to the bathroom. <laughs> but now you seem to have a couple orange bills. And, and I yeah. feel like the customers kept you honest, too, because you'd notice. Like, yeah. you, you didn't have orange. Now you have orange. But, like, with a credit card? I don't know what's happening. It's too shady. There's too many side deals going. There is. They did that with life, too, I think. Life was a little too life You want to talk about a game that I sucked at? I mean, I still suck at it. That should have been a precursor to my life. I was horrible at that game, and I am horrible at life. Not making the right choices on that game. No. (laughs) How many kids are there? (laughs) I also can never truly understand the game that game yeah. like it would tell me to do something and i'm like wait what does it want me to do how did i just have another baby i no. just picked it up <laughs> that's not how this happens that's how that works i'm pretty sure i may have been asleep in a lot of classes however yeah. <laughs> sorry to have the baby pretty sure that's why you just stick to Candyland, okay <laughs> uh, always with the molasses pit i'm telling you i was horrible at games yeah even the shoots and ladders. Why are you going up the chute? Because isn't that what you do? <laughs> Some of these games got like too crazy. And like then there was games like Mousetrap where it took an hour just to put it together. No. And by the time pieces. the game was together, nobody wanted to play it anymore. No, tired. Too many yeah. pieces. And if you lost one piece, the whole thing isn't hanging on the thing. Like, no. The whole thing is broken. <laughs> uh, my kids and I did play Sorry the other night and I did whoop their ass. Like, I'm a little sorry. Is that the one you bump? You bump people, right? Is that the yeah. one? Yeah. Like you pull yeah. the cards and you get to like send people back to home. Yes. Yeah, I, I take like that personal great. though. I know. You also take Uno very personal. Oh my gosh. I'm going to calm myself because yes, I can, I can see it. <laughs> Don't be sure. You guys can't me. see Leona's face right now, but Uno, yeah. Uno is like a whole, we could do a whole podcast about Leona and Uno. This is, this is like, you know how some people do like world poker tour? If there was a Uno poker tour, Leona would be on it and she would be savage as shit and she would just be taking down 11 year olds left and right. Oh my gosh, it's bad. It's bad. Like, don't, I take it personal. Like, I know. like reversing, like reversing or even just plus two. Like, even if you just plus two me, I look over at Mario, I'm like, really? He's like, it's the only card I, I have. You have three other cards in your hand. Fake. Okay. No, you couldn't put something else on there. So how I picture in my head, like, not that you and Mario would ever go to marriage counseling, because in my mind, you guys are, like, absolutely perfect. But somehow in my, like, alternate universe, you guys are sitting on a couch, and, like, the therapist is like, what are your top issues? And you're like, well, first of all, he won't let me have a zoo. And that makes me mad. And he reversed uno with me last night. So I think we're done. Reverse uno or even, I mean, even like what the hell never mind the actual wild card but plus four okay like i get it somewhat that's extra but the reverse on me or the plus two on me will just bring me to aggression mode 
And I'm not even sorry about it. I can't even say that I am working on it to be a better person and handle Uno better. No. <laughs> Could be aggressive with Shane when he plays with you? Oh, yeah. Because he always wins. And everybody's like, oh, you just let him win. Yeah. Why on God's green earth would I allow my child to win? Yeah. It's not like that. <laughs> I know you. I know it's not like that. I know he fought. He fought with those out. He fought and trouble. That was like a war right there. That he like trouble away is with. his thing too. And the little bubble, oh. right? The little bubble. And he's like, okay. and I love every time. too. But by like halfway into it, my hand hurts. Like that hurts. Put that bubble down. It is. It's hard, especially when you only need like what is it, like a six, whatever it is to get out. And I'm like, and you're not, yeah, and you're not getting it, and you have to keep like, and then if there's more than two of you or three of you playing, and you're just waiting, it's like, so oh annoying. <laughs> um, that's why I like my favorite game is categories because we can all fail together. Yes, yes. Like it's a group failure efforts. It is. Oh, so, like I do like level. Also, do you remember the games from the '80s? Like, do you remember Mall Madness? Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was my jam. And this is why. So I was trying to think about it the other day. Like, why did I like that game so much? Because I was poor. Like, we were fucking food stamp poor. So, like, to be able to pretend, like, I had a card and I could go walk the mall and buy stuff. Which you never did anyway. Which you never did. Like, you never, you know what I mean? Stuff from the mall because I was poor. Yeah crazy and now the funny thing is, is i have a credit card i could buy anything i wanted i could go to the mall and buy whatever i want but i don't i sit at home and buy amazon <laughs> like my amazon addiction is so bad Leona. like true confession to our our listeners it's bad like i feel like i need a rehab like it's so bad that my amazon driver knows my name <laughs> Like, but, it, but if it's stuff that you would normally get and just so happen Amazon sells it, is that so bad? Like, I don't feel like that's bad. Okay, that is it a little bit, but I also figured out, because I am in therapy. therapy. Mm-hmm. So it was funny. This was, like, uh, probably, like, a year ago. My therapist was, like, I went on this thing where she, like, didn't want me to drink anymore. She didn't want me to smoke pot or do gummies or like she was like we need to get you off of all of it detox 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 everything (laughs) we need to get your issues without you like oh whatever Mm -hmm. so i was like all right she's like we need to get to like a healthy coping mechanism and i was like fine whatever like i'm not an alcoholic i'm not a drug addict like i can give up all that right she was like okay so i'm talking to her at our next session and she and i had i'd had like a really bad week at work and she was like, but I was telling her, I was like, I'm really proud of myself. I had a really rough week. I did not drink. I did not smoke pot. I did not do anything. Like I, you know, I came home, I watched TV, like I'm doing great. And she was like, I am so proud of you. And she's like, so you have, you feel like you have no vices. And I was like, no, like I did great. She was like, that is awesome. Like, I'm so happy to hear that. So we're talking and then session ends. Like I'm walking out. And she goes, and I said, um, I go, oh, man, I need to remember to pay my credit card bill. And she's like, oh, is it high? And I was like, oh, my God, I think I bought, like, $1,000 on Amazon this week. And she just goes, oh. 
She was like, that is the vice. And I was like, what are you talking about? I go, I only buy Amazon when I don't feel good. Okay. So that might be my problem. (laughs) I really do. Like I noticed it the other night work. I love my job. It is the dream job, but right now we're in a lot of transition and it's very stressful and it's been very emotional. And so the other night I was like sitting on the couch and I was like, Ooh, I'm going to buy Pampered Chef. I have not bought Pampered Chef in fucking two decades. I didn't even know they still sold Pampered Chef. And I was like, I'm buying it. And then I was like, Oh, I'm going to buy a walking treadmill. I'm going to buy, I think I bought at least $600 worth of shit on Amazon that I do not need. And to the point where like the next day when it started showing up, I was like, what is this? Like I was like some sort of like manic set, like, cause I wasn't drinking. Yeah. So it's not like I black out and do it. I literally just buy so much shit that when it starts coming, I was like, what is this? Like I bought a, you know, those pop code things or like, what are they called? Oh, the pop Funko? Yes. I bought a South Park Funko. Okay, do you even like South Park? I love South Park, but not when I'm 43. <laughs> what am I doing? Like, what, what am I going to start a collection? I think that's what you just started. I, like, I'm, it's sitting on my dining room table right now because I have no idea what to do with it because I bought a Funko. That's how that's how the collection starts. So I opened it, and there was a moment where I was like, did I buy this as a gift? Which one, though? Like, which, which character did you buy? I love Cartman. I was, gonna say, I was just going to say that. I was like, yeah, please. Oh, wait, it gets even better. So I bought him as Osimo when he's in the costume. <laughs> and somehow in my manic state of, like, buying up all the things on Amazon, I must have had some sort of rational thought because – the Osimo outfit is only like $23, but the Coon outfit is like 150 like, I did I didn't get that. <laughs> I can't buy that one. We dodged that one. <laughs> I know. If I opened that one up, I'd have been like, okay, that definitely has to go back. But so no, if so therapist not- has anything to say about it, I say like, look, it could have been worse. <laughs> oh, I'm 100% not telling her. Okay. <laughs> I feel like she's going to stick me in some sort of rehab somewhere <laughs> my credit cards. And here's the thing. Like, it's not like my Amazon's causing me to, like, not pay my bills. Right. So, like, whatever. Like, yeah. it's not hurting anybody. Like, it's fine. So, right. it makes me feel better. So, and yes, if, better, buy- really. if buying Osimo makes me not, like, cuss my boss out, then I feel like I'm doing a good job. <laughs> I feel like Amazon is just saving lives. Saving lives. Saving lives. And keeping you out of jail. I mean. It's keeping me out of jail. It's keeping me from becoming an alcoholic because I'm going to have to fix. Like, I can't actually just be a healthy person. So I'm going to have to do something. <laughs> I think we all have our vice, though. Like, everybody keeps saying how unhealthy this or unhealthy that. Then you need to tackle whatever. But what's wrong with having a little thing where you're not always having to bombard yourself I personally with. feel like if you have more than four animals, that's your vice. I know. Stop it. I feel like I wasn't trying now. to call you. <laughs> <laughs> what I do to you? 
<laughs> Although I come by it honestly because um I think it was like five months ago. Was it five months ago? Maybe not even. Maybe it was like four months ago. Um my parents who are both retired and who have when their last dog passed away, they were like, thank God, you know, it's been time, like we're old, we don't need to have puppies anymore, we want to live our life and go retire, and they did that, and then literally, out of nowhere, without telling any of us, they just sent us a picture of two baby dachshunds that they have bought. So yes, when my parents don't feel well, they also purchase shit, they just happen to purchase things that live. Animals. They are very cute dogs. They are cute dogs. They are are the reason why I haven't gone ballistic is because they give you that look. All dogs, though. All dogs give that. I have a shopping cart on um, Homeward Trails of just, like, dogs that I would want want to adopt. And I don't, (sighs) like, hard enough not to pull that trigger at 2 o'clock in the morning. But, like, there has been some times where I'm like, I can do four or five more dogs. It's fine. I would love to foster, but I 100% know, like, three dogs is probably, like, yeah. you're not on any adoption, you know, adoption list or, or well, as fostering funny list. Thing, like, I did one night sign up for fostering, so I was like, well, I can't actually have a new dog, but I could foster a dog for, like, at least an emergency situation yeah. if they need, like, 40 hours. Right. And I'm sure they took one look at the fact that I have two dogs and, like, two children in a small-ass house, and they were like, absolutely not. <laughs> Like she's going at the bottom of the pile, which is stupid. Because I treat my dogs better than I treat my children. You think you would? They would know. They'd be like, "Oh, look, she has two dogs. She knows what she's in for." And one of my dogs came from them. <laughs> like sent them proof of life, and I was like, "Look, he's so look, happy he's here. <laughs> he's so great. I got one more." <laughs> oh, my Davy boy. <laughs> Who would have known you'd have two dogs? Right. If you had told me, first of all, if you told me 10 years ago that I would have one dog, I would have told you you're crazy. I was not a dog person. I did not grow up a dog person. My parents had dogs later in life when I was older. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is stupid. I did not understand it. When people would call in sick to work because their dogs needed something, I was like, you weak ass fuckers. Like, this is so dumb. Even so, when people, and, and I can fully admit I'm an asshole. When people would call and be like, oh, my dog died. I can't come to work. I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? It's your dog. Like, who cares? I'm telling you, if I lose these dogs, I'm going to need like a hospital with a padded room. Like, I will not be okay. These dogs, Sam changed my life. Sam's, Sam was my first. He was my dog that I was like, oh. How'd you guys get them anyway? So this was right after Peyton. Peyton was still little. She was like two, I think. And we decided the girls had been asking for a dog forever. And I was like, no, I'm going to, I, my ex-husband liked really big dogs. And I was like, no, I cannot do it. Like, we had had a big dog. It was always, like, a deal in our relationship. Like, when I met my husband, he had a a chocolate lab. He was huge, sweet dog, dumb as hell, (laughs) made a huge mess, would eat everything, tore the house up, would throw up everywhere. I hated this dog. I wasn't mean to the dog, but I just rather not have that dog. Right. And I, I, you know, the dog eventually passed away. I did not do it. <laughs> so he passed away. 
And then I swore. I was like, okay, thank God. I outlived the dog. Our marriage survived. We're not doing any more dogs. And then the girls got older and they were like, you know, we really want a dog. And so I talked to my husband at the, my husband at the time. And I was like, okay, if we're going to do this, then it has to be a small dog. I do not want to deal. Like it doesn't have to be like a purse dog, but it right. needs to not be like a 95 uh, like right. horse. Right. Like it has to, there has to be a happy medium. And so we found Homeward Trail, and that was the other deal. I said, we're not buying a dog. Like, if we're going to do it, we're going to rescue a dog that already needs somebody. And so I found Homeward Trails because I had a friend who had volunteered with them. And I went on the website, and I filled out all the paperwork. And then that was like trying to find my house. It was like the minute we found that dog we liked, within an hour, it was gone. Oh, no. I know. It was like so – it would happen so fast. So we found a dog that we liked. I think her name was Molly. And uh it kind of she kind of met all of our criteria and they asked us to come down because we had kids, so they wanted to see what the dog did with the kid with the kids. And so we came down there and they have like a Homeward Trails has like a shelter, but then they also have like a showroom where you can like Because they're local, right? They are local. They're an Alexandria, but they have like a showroom where you can go and see like a variety of dogs, which is a different place than like where they actually the are actual. doing. Okay. So it was like a Wednesday night or maybe a Monday night. And they said, you know, do you want to come down and see Molly, bring the kids, bring the whole family. And so I had to wait for Sean to get off work. We go down there. It's like six o'clock and we get there and the lady meets me at the door and she's like, you're going to kill me. But Molly was adopted 20 minutes ago. And I was like, God damn it. Like my kids were so excited. Right. And she's like, why don't you come in and just look around? Maybe you'll see a dog here that you like. And I was like, fine, whatever. Like at the very least, the kids will get to play with some puppies. Yeah. So we're there. We're not finding anything. We like nothing's meshing. So we're literally getting ready to go. And the door opens, and this whole litter of puppies comes in, and sleepy little Sam, who is two to three weeks old, so he is tiny. Like, you could hold him in your hands, like in the palm of your hands. He was so tiny. Literally, like, comes over. Maddie was sitting on the floor. She was, like, seven at the time or something. She was really soft. And he literally just, like, flops in her lap and falls asleep it was like that was his like trek across egypt like he took five steps and was like i'm done and he just like falls in her lap and i looked at the lady and i was like who is he and she goes that's we just got that litter they were dumped by us on the side of the road in north carolina like the truck just got here and i was like don't post a picture don't post an advertisement like we want him I will, I will give you a deposit, but like his picture, cause he was so cute that I knew if they posted his picture, it was oh. over. And so they had named him Sam cause they named him after like, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but like they named the whole litter after different Games of Thrones characters. Mm-hmm. So they named him Sam, which I loved. I was like, I would, I, he looks like a Sam. I would have named him a Sam. And so the lady was like, okay. So I literally like, they didn't charge my credit card, but I think I gave them my credit card, like, 
just in good faith, like do like I I will murder your family if you post a picture of this dog. Like <laughs> this dog was our dog. And she's like, okay. And she's like, well, here's the deal. We haven't even been like he literally just came off the truck. So she's like, we need to give him shots. We need yeah. to give him like all his stuff. And she's like, normally we keep dogs until they're six or seven weeks old. Yeah. But because he's never had a mother and doesn't need to be oh weaned. So I know, but they were like, because of that, you can have him right now. Even though he's only three weeks old. So I was like, done. And she was like, all right, come back Wednesday night. That gives him time to have his shots and then you can have him. And I was like, okay. And we went back Wednesday night and we picked him up and I never understood imprinting or that whole thing, but he was in my lap on the way home and like, I've never felt like more connected to like an animal. Like I like, I know I didn't give birth to him, but it felt like I could have. And like he, to this day, like, even though he's now, he's eight years old now, he is never not at my feet. He's never um, not on my lap or in my bed or sleeping. And when he sleeps on my bed, he sleeps directly on my shoulder with his head against my head, which is exactly how he slept the night we brought him home. And he's not like, so yeah, the hardest part of my entire life was the two years that I, when I got divorced, that I was renting and I couldn't have him. So it was like two years where I wasn't allowed to have him. Uh, and so, but like the second I bought this place, I was like, I want my dog. And indeed, it was just a happy accident. I know. <laughs> you, yeah, if you had told me 100% I was going to have Dean, I would have told you, hell no. And how did he come along? He is big and dopey. Yeah. I'm probably incriminating myself, so I'm sure I should say something like, don't take me to jail. But uh, Dean was acquired by my ex-husband after I we got divorced because he felt like the girl, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. He got a, he got baby Dean. And so Dean is a uh, mountain cur, so he's about 50, 60 pounds. So he's not huge. He's medium size, but he's hairy as fuck. And just dopey and like uh sweet, but not a whole lot going on up there, but sweet as hell. The most loving dog. But um and I I went over there when they first got him and I was like, Oh, he's a puppy cute, blah blah blah. Um, but like I had Sam professionally trained, like he like to this day he knows how to do everything. And Dean was like just chaos moving, like He's huge and dumb and whatever. Doesn't listen to anything. And so I was like, oh, that's great. So glad he's your dog and I'm not here. Like, this is perfect. Like I said, my ex-husband loved to big dogs, whatever. Well, fast forward, uh, you know, he ended up meeting a lovely woman, Sarah. She's great. That's who she just, he just had a baby with. But she's a cat person. She's not a dog person. And to her credit, she made it work for a very long time, and they still watch the dogs when I go out of town. But I think she was always kind of ready just to have the dogs not be there. Um, and during the pandemic, <laughs> so this is where I could get in trouble, in my rental property that I was not supposed to have animals, <laughs> during the pandemic, I think it was like February of 2020, 
2020. Yeah, February of 2020. Right? I, like, lost a year. No, 2021 must have been. You had this house yet? No, I didn't have this house. But I didn't have this house until August of 2021. So maybe it was 2021. Maybe it was February of 2021. She... My oldest decided she did not want to live at her dad's anymore. She still wanted to see him, but she didn't want to live there anymore. She wanted mm-hmm. to stay with me permanently. So I was like, great. That's, oh, no, it was 2020. It was February of 2020. So, because we hadn't shut down yet, but we yeah. were on the brink of shutting down. We were, we were, th- we were there. And, um, cause I was already working at state because that was the caveat. So, um, she decided she didn't want to live with her dad anymore. She wanted to live with me. And so I was like, okay, great. Come on. But she was really missing the dogs because she had been seeing them when she would go to her dad's house. Yeah. And there was one night where she was like, you know, um, I feel really bad because, you know, at dad's house, you know, the dogs are kind of stuck in the basement. They don't get to come upstairs. They don't sleep with anybody at night. They whine a lot. And she's like, and honestly, like, I'm the one that usually takes care of them. So, like, I'm really worried. She left them, yeah. And I said, well, I want my dog back. Like, at that point, you know, to my ex-husband's credit, him and I were not getting along a lot at that point. Keep in mind, that was 2020. A lot has changed since then. But we were not very amicable at that time. So I'd asked him to if I could have Sam a couple times, and he'd always said no. And I didn't have the money to take him to court. So I was like, kind of just stuck. So there was one night where Maddie was like, you know, I'm really worried about Sam and Dean and I want, I just want to go get them. So I was like, okay. And so she was like, I said, well, we can go get Sam. And she was like, well, we can't get Sam and not get Dean. And I was like, ugh, Dean is gross and he's huge and like, I don't want him. Like, he's not my dog. You know, at least Sam, like, I have papers that say he's mine somewhere. So like, if your dad calls the cops, like, I'm not going to jail, but I, like, Dean is legitimately not my dog. So, like, if I take this dog, I'm going to jail. She was like, well, let me call dad. And dad and her, Sarah and Sean were out of town at that weekend, I think, but Maddie had a key to the house. So, she, I guess she had texted Sean and said, like, can I go get the dogs? And he, he actually had said, you can, but you have to take both. Because if I'm going to call my dog sitter and say not to come, like, you have to have both dogs. So I was like, fine. It's only four days. I'll figure out something with Dean. Uh, at that point, we were just starting to shut down, so I was home. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dean, we got them back to my house, and Dean literally uh, crawled up on the couch and put his head in my lap and fell asleep. And I was like, God damn it. Fuck, I really like this. Like, now I like this one. Ah! <laughs> Sam was a gateway dog drug, and now I like all of them. Oh, so, the dogs. So then I decided, I after four days, I was like, I don't want to give them back. Like, I, I wasn't allowed to keep them. But, like, at that point, the owner of my house lived in Hawaii, so I knew she wasn't going to, like, drop by. So I was like, and they were good dogs. My dogs don't have accidents. They don't chew anything. Like, I knew it wasn't a big deal. Like, there wasn't going to be property damage. Right. So I was like, I'm just going to keep them and see what happens. 
And so I said, you know, if he if he throws a fit, then unfortunately I'm going to have to give Dean back. But like I have paperwork for Sam, so I'm going to keep Sam. And and Sam was so happy to see me. Like he was, it was great. So maybe it was 2021. I don't know. Whatever. But um, so Sean got home from his trip, and. To my credit, he didn't even call me for seven days. So he got for seven days before he even realized I still had them. And so at some point he texted me and said, you know, when are you bringing my dogs back? And this is where I don't sound very nice, but just keep in mind, we were going through a very hostile divorce. And he had had my dog for two years. Right. So I texted back and just said, what dogs? He was like, what are you talking about? He was like, you have my dogs. And I was like, I have my dogs. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, can you prove that they're your dogs? Because I knew he couldn't with Sam. Because I knew I had the paperwork for Sam. And I had signed it. So my name was on Sam's paperwork. I said, so can you prove that they're your dogs? And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, possession is nine tenths of the law. So you have to prove that they're yours. Um, little did he know, I would have given, like, I at that point, like, obviously I would have given Dean back. Yes. I would have called the cops. I would have been like, fine, you can have your stupid dogs back. Right. But I was pretty confident at that point that Sarah didn't even want the dogs. Yeah. So I kind of had a feeling, like, if he went to Sarah and was like, fuck this bitch, she took my dogs, Sarah would be like, what? Okay. <laughs> so... Um, and sure enough, like, it was like, of all the fights we had, he gave in so quickly to that one that I was like, okay, so he actually, like, really didn't want them. Yeah. And I don't know that he didn't want them, because I'm sure he loves them very much. I'm not saying anything bad about my ex-husband. I'm right. just saying, like, you know, they had a new family and a new baby. Like, they had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Situation changed a little bit, so it was they, easier. And they both work, like, out of the house. Yeah. Like, at that point, I was working from home because I right. had the dogs. So, but yeah, that's how I ended up with both of them. And now I'm pretty sure my dogs, both of them think that I am their mom. Like, I don't think they understand that I'm not their act. Like, I didn't actually. <laughs> sometimes they get so close to me that I think they're trying to, like, get inside back. of you. And I get back inside yeah. of you. So it's good that Dean and Sam got along, though. Um, They don't get along. They just are, like... They're like that divorced couple that have figured out amicably that they have to stay in the same house. So they just hate each other, but they're not hostile toward each other. They just avoid each other. (laughs) What's that about? Maybe it's a size thing. I might. I don't know. I don't know. But they they don't they definitely don't they don't hate each other, but they don't seem to even acknowledge each other. (laughs) Poor things. I know. So, yeah. So you're going to have to live somewhere on the beach that has a big yard. That has a big yard. That's what Ryan keeps saying. Ryan's like, you need to get a place with anchorage so we can get llamas and goats. (laughs) I I want a goat so bad. Like, I I want a goat so bad. I think you can pass a goat as a dog. I mean, like, could. And, in fact, because I live in Woodbridge, I think I probably could have a goat. I think probably. But... I, my house is so small. I don't know that I could. 
I don't think I can fit any other thing in my bed besides the dogs that I have. Like, there are many nights that I have to sleep on the couch because they've taken over. No! Yeah. Gotta kick them off, man. I can't. It would be like moving a semi. When that dog sleep. No. That's why you said his size and you're like, he's medium size. And I'm like, okay, maybe my reference is bad because I have teeny tiny dogs. Because <laughs> that 50 to 60 sounds huge. He actually is considered a medium sized dog, but he is big. And when he falls asleep, it's, it is the true meaning of dead, dead weight. weight. You're not moving. Dead weight. Yeah, I can move around. Yeah. But I cannot. I didn't realize move. you had him for that long. I know I've had him for a while. Oh, uh, I remember when he was a little itty bitty. He was all little. All the little photos of him are interesting because I'm like, I don't realize it was that long ago. Yeah, like that one that just came up on Facebook that you had took. Yes, I was like, oh yes. my god, he's so tiny. But I had just gotten Sam. Yes, like he was so little. Remember, you used to have to come over and like let him out. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So little. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah. anything else? What we we didn't touch on really anything. My God, sorry. This is what no, happens. You're gonna be in this ride with me and Leona. You should know that it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of nothing. A, a lot of fun. <laughs> that should have been our title. A lot of nothing. Oh my God, that should have been our title. Damn it. Oh, nothing. I know. How can we incorporate that? That'd be our little tagline. <laughs> Yeah. That should be our tagline. Our small so line. Whole whole lot of nothing. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. We are a work in progress. There you go. There you go. All right. And I'm Leona. This is Aaron. And that is our so-called life. See you guys next time. See ya.